done, and our, our tradition is that the newest guy throws a big bash. <laughs> 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 All right. Take me back to Okay. Delivery was in the bed. You think he was born yesterday? Okay. Oh, yeah. You think he was born yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started. Yesterday's daf was We're learning Lili Nishmas, Kraina Bas Tzvizev, and um, also have in mind Rafur Shlema for Amy Bas Dvora and also um, Hadassa Bas Ronya. Okay, so uh, we start off yesterday, Rabbi Yochanan Eshmol, question, bottom line, is there a Velus on Shabbos or not? And um, he said, no, there is no Avelus on Shabbos. We do not display any mourning at all on Shabbos. Now, the rabbis were sitting in front of Papa, and they said over in the name of Shmuel, um, um, basically that an Avel that has relations, but during the time of Avelus, is Chayev Misa. And that doesn't mean, even they don't mean that he's Chayv Misa, that we would put him to death. It means that it's <coughs> like Misa Bide Shamayim, and he's like, Rapopa says, that's not true. It just says the word Asr, nothing more than that. And uh, that's not uh, true. And it wasn't him who said anything about it. It wasn't Rav Shmuel, it was Rav Yochanan. And if you did hear anything in the name of Shmuel, it wasn't about Tashmash Amita, but Rav Tachlifa Baravimi said the name of Shmuel, then the Avel that doesn't. Grow, that basically gets the haircut, doesn't grow out his hair, and doesn't hear Kriya, he is Chayev Misa. <laughs> and that's because there's actually an indication in the Torah text. It says by the, by, by the brothers, by Nadav and Avihu's brothers, that they were not supposed to grow out their hair and not supposed to tear their garments. And then they won't die. Now, what does that imply? That anybody else who needs to act in mourning must do that, and if they don't, then there's the risk of, 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 of dying. That's basically the implication, and that's the, uh, that's the source for that idea. And it was never said about Tash Meshamita, actually. Nevertheless, Raphim Bar Papa said that we learn in, in, uh, in Meseches Smachos, the novel is also for, for Tash Meshamita, and if somebody, and if he, and the story goes that there was somebody who did it, and um, and pigs came and basically, um, you know, whatever, harmed him bad. Okay, let's not get into too much detail, but definitely was not good. Now, Shmuel says that there's uh, different levels of what you're required to do on Shabbos. Um, and basically he puts it into two groups. The pachas is an obligation. But the Natar is a Rishos. And we'll see what the, these are. The Prius Rosh, which is apparently the, the mourners used to have their head wrapped like, like, in, like Arabs when they were in mourning. Uh, the turning um, and uh, so uncovering that, basically not to display that, the, the mourners wrap, basically. And also the, the reversal of the tear in the garment so that it's not visible to the outside. Um, and the, the putting the bed back upright, all those are obligatory, so that uh, to show that you're not uh, not in mourning. But the, as far as the wearing the shoes, the tashmashamita, and washing your hands with hot water, that's less noticeable if you didn't do it because of mourning. So therefore, it's not a requirement. 
Now, Rav says that that uh, Prius Rosh also is a Rishos. What's the Pshad in Shmuel? Shmuel says that, look, shoes, the fact that he's walking around without shoes does not necessarily indicate that he's in mourning. Okay, so maybe, you know, so it's not an overt display of mourning on Shabbos if he walks around without shoes. He may not have shoes. Yeah, he may not have exactly. shoes. A lot of people don't wear shoes, okay? He may live in a, in a house like that, that, they, that you've got to take off your shoes or mm-hmm. else, you know, or else, you know, you'll be more... Back then, kids, kids used to go to school without shoes. When oh, I, yeah. When yeah. I was growing up. Oh, yeah? yeah. They did? So they didn't have shoes. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. Um, uh, Prius Rosh also, not everybody oh, oh, uncovers their head. Some people walk around like that, so even if they're not in mourning. So the Gemara says that actually uh, that's, uh, that last line is, not, is the difference because what does it mean the head covering is uh, something that people don't really walk around that way? Because he says that uh, Shmuel, first of all, says two, two, two important halachas. He says, first of all, uh, any tear that's not in the time of uh, when the, 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 he's very worked up, right in the beginning, then it doesn't count as kriya, doesn't count as tearing. And if he wraps his head, but not like the Yishma'ilim do, that's not the atifa that we're talking about. So obviously, point being is people don't walk around with their head covered that way for sure. And therefore, it would be an overt display if you did go around like that on Shabbos. So Nachman showed how to do it. We have a picture over there, basically covering the mouth and the nose, um, and that's the that's the idea. Rav Yaakov said in Rav Yochanan that this uh, is only if he's walking around. This idea of being wrapped like that is being problematic. Is only if he's walking around without he has no shoes on his feet. But if he has his shoes on, so then the head wrapping is not really a point because he's, he's the fact that he's wearing shoes means that he's not in mourning and therefore there's nothing wrong. Okay? Now, we mentioned the last halacha, the halacha that Shmuel mentioned that if, it, if there's a tear that's not shashkimum, it doesn't count at all. Not in the time of the passion. So the question with that is, is that uh, they told Shmuel uh, that Rav died and he tore 12 times. Uh, 12 different garments. Now, obviously, they couldn't all be Bishas Chimum. And how does this work? So he said, he was so upset because he said, the man that now I was, that I was afraid from, he passed away. So Shmuel was head and shoulders above almost all the Chacham of his time, except for Rav. And therefore, Rav, he felt like he had, a, you know, a, a, somebody who would challenge something that he, would, that he might say. Anyway, so Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan, similar, um, when, when Rabbi Hanina died, he also tore 13 times, 13 garments, and he said uh, that a person died who I was, who I was afraid of. Now, um, what's the deal? So the Gemara explains that, uh, the, the, that by rabbis, it's when, since their loss that they feel is a loss based on the knowledge of the other rabbi that died, so every time they think of something that the rabbi said, the emotion is very strong, and therefore it's also considered tearing at, the t- at that time. Now, Ravim Bar-Ada said to Rava that uh, your student, Rav Arman, said in the Baisa that, uh, that he can tear all seven days um, uh, during Shiva. 
And um, if he wants to change his garments, he could, and then he tears and he tears it. If it's Shabbos, so then you turn the the tear torn garment to the back. Um, and if you want to switch, if you want to switch garments, you could, but you can't tear kriya on Shabbos now. So the Gemara says. So point being though is that he's tearing even though it's later on in the shiva. So the Gemara explains that's special for one honor of one's parents. Now, the question was, okay, there's extra garments that are being torn that are not the one that he wore initially. Are you allowed to sew those up or not? That's a machlok, as the father of Ojia says uh, one way, and Parakabara says the other way. Now, one says yes, one says no. The question is, who says yes and who says no? So he thought, must be the father of Ojia says no, and the reason why is because Rav Oshi himself says that you're not allowed to. So who else would he have heard it from if not from his father? So the says, actually, it's very unclear from what Rav Oshi tells us who he heard it from. Because his rabbi happens to be Bar Kapara. So maybe when he said no, he heard it from his rabbi, not from his father. So point being is we still don't know who says what. Next, we saw that uh, Rav says that an avel in the house, in the privacy of the home, can walk around with his torn garments. He doesn't have to, what, what, you know, um, he doesn't have to um, worry about the fact that he's displaying his mourning. Now, Bayi met up with Rav Yosef, who um, wore his headdress, um, and uh, indicating mourning in his own house. And he said, I, isn't, "Don't you say? Don't you hold inavilas b'shabbos?" So he said, but Rav Yochanan says that if it's a dover shabbatina, then we are custom. The custom is to keep it. There's no idea of batash here. If you're destroying all these garments, the fact you can sew them up later makes it okay? Um, I mean, that's one of the, I'm sure it's one of the factors, but it sounds like that that's not considered about Tashkas when it's for the covet of, um, you could ask the same question on Shmuel and and uh, and uh, Rav Yochanan, that they tore 12, 13 garments. Yeah, yeah. That's same a big Baltashkas. But the, but the thing is, is that it's not considered Baltashkas when it, <clears throat> it's serving a use of a display of mourning. That's like, there's something like uh, you're showing extra kavod, that itself is not considered. Batash, this is when it's wasteful for no reason. This is for a reason. Mm-hmm. This is, is worthy of Overriding, right. I mean, that, I mean, that's obviously what they felt. And, uh, <laughs> also, it's mis- it, 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 takes, it, it has an effect. It helps. Why is there a mitzvah's kriya in the first place? It, it has an effect. It does something. Expresses the anguish, right? So that's not called wasting. <coughs> that's the idea. All right, nowadays clothes uh, is disposable. That's how they make right. clothes. It's a <laughs> yeah, right, right. Nowadays I'm saying clothes, we don't even look at it that way, you know. They're not like, whatever. Okay, different generation. Okay, Rabbi Lazar uh, said that once the Bismarck was destroyed, Shavuos has the status only like a Shabbos. It basically does, uh, you keep your, it doesn't break the Avelos. Now, Rav Gidel Bar Menashe said in the name Shmuel that the Allah follows Rav Gamliel, that not only is Shavuos um, a holiday, but even Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are holidays in that sense that it breaks the Avelos. And uh, others put Rav Gidel Bar Menashe on the next line of a different line of, of <laughs> Rabbi Shmuel that all 30 days for a child um, the bar- basically the child dies within thirty days, so then um, there's a very, it's a very low key affair of burying the child. They uh, carry it out in their arms, not not necessarily um, in a not not in a coffin. Um, it's just a very few people. The minimum, a woman and two men, 
uh, uh, just not men and two women because that's serious issues. And uh, we saw that uh, Bashal says that even the other way around, they're not worried because they're busy with their availus, even a man with two women. But um, there's no uh, p- process of mourning for such a child. Um, you don't say, um, That's up to age 30 days. From 30 days, um, then they're buried in a, in a coffin. And, um, and it's a coffin that's carried by two. It's done with much more respect. Um, there's a mourning process as well. Um, and there's Birchas Avelim and Tanchumi Avelim. But uh, from a year, it's done with a break, basically as a, as a regular burial. And Rabbi Kiva says that, uh, that, let's say, the child's uh, year, but his, his limbs are, are like a two-year-old, um, unusual, whatever, unusually large, or the other way around, two, and the limbs are like a one-year-old, then it sounds like, uh, then, then it's Yotzeb and Mita, and then, that, that, and then we saw Rabbi Shemar Lazar says that it's only, meaning you burial 100% the regular way, and uh, Reb Shem ben Elazar says that uh, um, the difference is when it's Yotzeb Bemita, when it's a proper burial, the regular way of a regular uh, death, that's when more and more, there's an, ex, you know, most, many people come to the Levaya, it's, a, it's treated as a proper, as a different level of mourning. Uh, it's how much is the involvement in the public, or is it maybe just family? That's really, or like a few close people uh, that deal with it. That's the difference between 30 days and a year. And then we saw that Rabbi Loz ben says that it's not even, a uh, year is not even the measure. The measure is when people know about the, this child. Okay, so like a sickly child that never, you know, never, nobody ever knew, you know, nobody sees. So then it wasn't as much the case. Uh, what is the age of Nikola the Rabbim? And, uh, oh, and what about, and what about eulogy? That's what it is. If it's known the Rabbim, then the Rabbim have to have be involved. Now, what's the, What's the story with a hespid? Um, so Mayor says it depends. For poor people, it's age three. For rich people, it's age five. <coughs> That's when we would actually give a eulogy about the child. And Rabbi says it's uh, no, it's poor people. It's age five. Rich people, it's a, it's age six. And if there's elderly people, that's like older, that's like poor people as well, because there's a special connection. The idea being that poor people feel more uh, more attached to their children than the rich people do, but uh, elderly parents also feel that same attachment. Okay, next we saw Rav Gidav of Nasha said the name of Rav, the Allah of Allah in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, that it's H5 and 6. Now Rav Anani Bar was dashning at the Nasi's house one day before Shavuos, plus Shavuos, that counts as 14 days, and then you only have to count the rest of the Shloshim, uh, minus the 14 days. Uh, Rav Ami was upset that he didn't say it in the name of who, the source of that idea, Rav Lozar, in the name of Rav Oshia. Same story happened with Rav Yitzhak Navcha, who was on the stoop of Rish Galusa. He said the same thing. One day before Shavuos, plus Shavuos, is like 14 days. And Rav Sheish has heard that, and he was upset. That's not his memory. It's Rav Lozar, in the name of Rav Oshia, who said that idea. <coughs> That uh, who basically indicated that Shavuos has the same quality as other holidays in the sense that if you didn't bring the Kamachagigo on Yom Tif, you have the opportunity to bring it for the following seven, the six days afterwards, as uh, 
um, as any other, right? That's the, based on the comparison. It compares Chag HaMatzos to Chag HaShavuos. That there's Tashlum in Kol Shiva. Now, um, Rav Papa said to Rav Yisaba and uh, Dashin that one day before Rosh Hashanah plus Rosh Hashanah, that's 14 days. And Ravina says, uh, therefore, one day before Sukkot plus Sukkot, and then the eighth day of Sukkot, maybe we should count, should count as 21 days, and basically you have a much more truncated and much smaller um, shiva, uh, shloshim period afterwards. Obviously, the shiva is broken right away from the Erev, from Erev Sukkot, and then um, that's what would happen. Um, and uh, Ravina um, gave the surah by the Euphrates, and Rav Chaviva told him, told Ravina, that uh, you, it, did you really say this idea that Rosh Hashanah plus uh, that the day before Rosh Hashanah plus Rosh Hashanah comes out to fourteen? So he said, what I actually said was that Rabbi Gamliel makes sense over here that we treat Rosh Hashanah like a holiday in the sense that it breaks the shiva. That's all I said. I didn't talk about the that it uses up the extra fourteen days uh, per se, and that is where we left off, <laughs> and we'll take it from here.